Next on BYU Sports Nation, Tyler Hawes is out with an ankle sprain. How serious is it, and how long is he out? How does BYU replace his production? And my uncle, Blaine Fowler, joins us. Uncle, what? Plus, we go live to football practice, and women's volleyball coach Sean Olmstead and his mustache will be in studio. Hit it! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Yeah. Get some. BYU Sports Nation is live on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Tuesday, December 16th. Brian Logan still has one of the uh, glowing thundersticks <laughs> from still, the Utah game. I'm last still week. dancing. I need the I need the other one. I only have one right now. I, well, it's like go, a man. what's the what's the, peop, the that person called when they're when they're doing a the trafficking the for air the traffic air, controller yeah. or whatever. That's what I feel Something like, like right now. Just and, but I'm dancing with it. Lose yourself to dance. That's a song. I, I, still, I was still playing that. I'm happy <laughs> that you were able to sing that because I was still playing that. I, I was dancing to the beat to the rhythm of that. This is a big day. You know why? Because I'm going to see the Hobbit. The Battle of Five Armies tonight. Yes. It comes out tomorrow, but somehow you can just watch it. How excited are you right now? I'm very excited. The last two days, gathered the fam. We watched Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. And then The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug last night. So I'm, I'm stoked. Nice, fun. man. I, I, I feel I'm excited for you, even though I've never, you've never seen, seen you've never seen Lord of the Rings, right? I've never seen Lord of the Rings. And My wife tried it. to watch. We tried to watch the first one. I fell yeah. asleep the first 10 minutes. It's and then I seen very the, nerdy. I actually seen the first one, though. That's why I love uh, it. Hobbit. The first Hobbit. You saw the first but Hobbit. I fell asleep in the theaters. Yeah. And then I haven't seen the second one. Yeah. Or, All right. Yeah. All right. Or, we can still there's be books, right? Oh, if you fell asleep during the movies, <laughs> forget about the books, man. Well, the know. Hobbit's a really good book. Lord of the Rings is hard to get through. The Hobbit's a fun book. I think people read that when they were in middle school. If there's not, not, not a lot of big words, then I'll be good to read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. How does BYU Hoops replace Tyler Haas' production? Ankle sprain, out for a couple games. We'll talk about that in a moment, the details of that. But how do they replace Tyler Haas' production? Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Not awesome. Yesterday, BYU basketball announced Tyler Haas is day-to-day after an MRI revealed a moderate left ankle sprain. He will be re-evaluated Friday to determine Saturday's status versus Stanford. Then later in the afternoon and early today as well, ESPN's Andy Katz reported that Dave Rose told him that Tyler Hawes is out with a bad sprain and hopes to have him back in time for the game against Gonzaga on December 27th. In fact, here's a quote from this morning's three-point shot with Andy Katz. In a best-case scenario, he's hoping Hawes will be back for the WCC opener December 27th. That's worse than what BYU mentioned. So, what you talking about, Andy? I trust BYU and I trust Andy Katz. If Tyler Hawes is out for the Stanford and UMass games, and then he's back for Gonzaga, and who knows what he would be for that? This is not good for Brigham Hoops right now. No, no, not at all. It's man, it's it's actually scary because we knew coming into these last two games, in order to make have some type of chance. Uh, for the tournament, wanted to, to spice up the resume a little bit. You had to have these two wins, right? Especially losing to to Utah. 
But now with, with Tyler. Yeah, with Tyler. That's with Tyler, exactly. So now you have this new information that, you know, we were all hopeful, right? That oh, maybe it's maybe, a, maybe, maybe it was mild and he could play against maybe. Stanford at whatever percent. At, at 85%, 90%, percent where the case is. That's now not it's like case. uh nope, not going to have him at all. Andy Katz saying it's a bad sprain. That Dave Rose told him it's a bad sprain and that he won't be back until Gonzaga. So, what does this mean for BYU in non-conference play? They need to beat Stanford and UMass without Tyler Hawes and Nate Austin, who has a torn right hamstring. And don't forget, Jamal Aits, if he was healthy, would have been eligible for Saturday's game against Stanford. So BYU, in, in theory, three injuries, uh, two of which are ankles, by the way. The stupid ankle! The, the ankles, year of man. the ankle! The ankles! Football the with all the broke ankles. Broke ankles! Broke ankles! I want BYU to do the breaking. I don't. On other teams' ankles on the court, you not know, have broken ankles or, or sprained ankles. Sprained ankles. I would almost like rather break like an arm or a hand, you know, than have an ankle sprain. The reason why, when you look at a guy like Jordan Leslie, that you know sprained his ankle against Virginia. against Virginia for the rest of the year, he wasn't 100. percent Look, it finally looked like Cal when he had that breakaway from the uh, breakaway catch uh, and broke away from the rece- yes. uh, from the corner. It looked like he that, was healthy. It was that independent speed. Right. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's, that's what it was. But it's, 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 that's straightaway speed. In basketball, you know, you're doing a lot more oh, cutting. And Tyler Hodges is know? running twice as much as anyone else, right, it, it right. feels like. It, exactly. And so, man, I don't understand. Next year, there better be no injuries on no sports. Oh, well, that's too much to ask. <laughs> Let's look at this then. BYU now needs to win without Tyler Hodges against Stanford. 5-2 and two right now. Only beat Denver by 6, but hung with Duke. Uh, so I'm not sure. I think Stanford's good. I'm not sure how good. They're on the bubble, according to Joe Lenardi. Yeah. And then UMass, 6-4. and four. Uh, I don't think they're the same team that BYU faced last year. Uh, two big games for BYU now. If BYU is able to win both those games, they've got a shot. Yeah. But if they don't, and we're talking for the NCAA tournament, I fear that BYU is going to have to do something crazy to get into the tournament. Because yeah. last year... BYU lost some of these tough games, right? But they won a couple too, Brian. Yeah, they beat yeah. Texas, they beat Stanford, they beat Gonzaga at home. Yeah, and and then well, and then you look at some of the losses, right? Like Iowa State and Oregon State played Iowa State really, really good. That's uh, your or- San Diego State game. Yep, exactly. Oregon, you lost, you lost to Oregon. That's your Utah in, game in, in, Ohio, in, in, in overtime. So you 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 had even though you had some losses against some good teams, they were tough losses, right? So when you analyze it, you can say, oh, okay, they were right up, they were right up there with them. That's a, that's a quality more than a quality opponent, uh, and, and you were more than competitive. That only matters to me. Wichita State as well. That only yep. matters to me if you have some wins to show e- for something. Exactly. And right now, BYU does not have a tournament resume kind of win on it. Nope. Long Beach State, Utah State, those are nice. Those are nice. But those aren't the ones that get you into the tournament. No, no. You- Stanford will he- would help. UMass would help. You know what would help the most? Beating Gonzaga. Being, yeah. And, and BYU's, I, I think they're almost to that point right now because they didn't win uh, against San Diego State or Utah or Purdue. As for, it's you, tough. It, it is going to be tough. And, and man, you, you have to find a way. I mean,. The injuries are a part of the game, uh, and, and so you have to just find a way to fight through adversity. If that means, you know, look, re- relying on some younger players, you know, your bench, that means the, the current starters stepping their game up, you know, more leadership, whatever the case is, guys have to find a way to win because we all know as football fans, hey, it's not an excuse. Look at this team or look at that team, you know, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. you got to find a way to push through it. 
How did he do that? How but, did he do it? But but it's tough. It's Tyler Haas is not like anybody else. He's the third leading score in America, which brings us America. to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 23.8. Tyler Haas averages 23.8 points per game. Where's that production going to come from? Let's look at this for a moment. The obvious answer is that Anson Winder starts right. and raises his game. This happened last year. BYU yeah. had two games in which Tyler Hawes had a, an abdomen strain, yep. uh, and Anson Winder started and had good games. Those were not yeah. against good teams. One of those was against Mount St. Mary's. I don't even remember <laughs> who the other team was. It's Anson Winder. It, it's Chase yeah. Fisher. Be, be, be there. Show up. Yep. It's Skylar Halford getting some buckets. It's Isaac Nielsen hitting a couple threes like he did against the, Weber the, State. The, the good thing about this game is that Anson has been in the situation before last year. Like you said, granted, they, it wasn't against great opponents, right? And, and, and he's a senior, so he has experience. He's really elevated his game this year. BYU's uh, most consistent player. Yep. And they're, and they're at home, right? That so that, so that, that definitely helps. Um, but I think that I think so. I think he's going to be fine, right? I think it really has to come down to Chase, man. Fisher, you got to be consistent. If, if, he's if, either if, on or he's off. It's, yeah, and he needs to be he on. He needs Saturday to be on. Stanford. And he doesn't even have to do anything spectacular. If you just show up, if you just get off the bus and tie your shoe, man, I think he'll. I think they'll be good to go. He I, can't have a one for five from three, two point kind of game. No, nope. um, he's got to have a fifteen plus point kind of game. Play good defense. Kyle Collinsworth's uh, uh, knee apparently looked like it bugged him Saturday. I could be wrong on that, but played limited minutes. Yep. Hopefully he's feeling okay and can have a great game. It's going to have to be yep. a great team effort. It, Two starters out trying to beat Stanford. It's going to be a collective – has to be a collective effort. And then Skylar Halford, you know, he comes in, brings hit a, great – Hit a three or two, yep. great defense. C- exactly. Comes in, brings great energy, plays some D, uh, you know, kind of pick up from, from Anton's bench play. And I think they're good to go. I think they're money. What do you think BYU needs to do to replace Tyler Haas' production? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Matthew W. Evans, Winder steps up slashing. Collinsworth steps up finishing with contact. Fisher steps up from the outside. Halford steps up mid-range. Those, those all sound good to that's, me. That's, that sounds good. I, I really think it's going to need to be a collective effort. It, it, led yeah. by... Kyle Collinsworth, Anson Winder. I think, so. I, yeah, Collinsworth has to really be the man. I, I think the leadership really needs to come from Collinsworth. And he is the vocal leader. He, yeah, he is. He Haas I mean, is the competitive leader. Right, right. Ha, I'm, I'm going to get the bucket. Yeah, exactly. He Haas is like I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to lead on the on the court. That, do my plays, how and and Collinsworth, Kyle needs to be in the face. Like, look, come on, fellas, let's get it together. We got a we got a soldier down. Come on now, let's go. Hashtag Bob. Right. At R-Y-M-O-86. Rymo. Anson Winder and one of the freshmen, Dalton Nixon, Isaac Nielsen, need to step up. Ro- yeah. Role players need to play a big part in this because no Tyler Hosme equals all those minutes, all those points. Frank Bartley, maybe a couple Bartley, buckets in transition. Yeah. Dalton it's, Nixon, a three. It's almost like you go down, you look at the bench, and you're like, okay, if you could just give me five, give me two, give me three, give me, give me, give me a steal, a couple of rebounds. Let's do this together. We might have a chance, fellas. Everybody has to play a role today, and for the, well, until Tyler is out. And and it sounds like at least those two games. Even when Tyler comes back, how's that ankle going to be? Is it going to bug him all year? See, and that's why I said this is er- a huge concern. That's why I said earlier. I'd rather, as an athlete, I'd rather have something that's broken be out for four weeks, and then I know it's solid, maybe a little bit sore. But an ankle man, he's not even going to be able to walk around the house. You know, hey, Rumi. 
<laughs> Give me that orange juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Help Tyler Hawes out at uh, J-O-C Mori. Guys need to step up, take over, and be consistent. We cannot fall apart through adversity. Hashtag Taysom Hill. Hashtag All-Star Curse. This is the time for BYU in this so-called depth yep. to step up, right? You have yep. Austin and Haas go down. At Young Tim 32 you can't replace him, but we have a plethora of capable scorers that will help bear the load. BYU is the number one scoring team in America. Yeah. You have your number one scorer go down. How will that impact BYU? Yeah, that's, that's true. There are a, a, a lot of players that can score, but it always, it's, it's going to go back to consistency, though, because it's, it does me no good if you know I got – Eight guys that can score and, and score from anywhere, but then every other night that they're off, you know. So then I now only have four guys. So it's it's really irrelevant. They have to start being consistent. The good news is BYU is at home. That BYU is BYU plays news. well at home. I know they lost to Utah, but BYU tends to play way better at home because the Rock is good. That crowd is good. BYU's familiar with that gym. At uh, cot underscore BYU football, Anson Winder and Chase Fisher need to step it up a notch. Anson Winder, I think, gets more shots. I think that Anson, yeah. he, who only had nine against Weber State, but he's a confident dude. Yeah, he is. And I think he's ready for this moment. I think, I think he is, too. I mean, Chase Fisher's a confident dude, but needs to be consistent. Chase, Ch- yeah, Chase needs to be consistent. You've got to find a way. The coaching staff has to find a way to, to get him right. But Anson, I think he's ready for this moment. He was prepped a couple, you know, for a couple games last year. He's, he's, he's elevated his game. I mean, he, he has all the tools and the resources now to step in and be like, this is my moment. You know, obviously you don't want your 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 boy to go down, yes. but you know, to take advantage of the opportunity, I I wouldn't want to put it on nobody else but Anson. The boy is ready. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, Tijon Karoma, BYU center on the football team. He was named to ESPN's true freshman All-America team. Very cool. He was the only non-power five player of the twenty-two. And the only true freshman in America to start every game at center for an FBS team. NFL. Didn't know that. He's going to NFL. You think when so? You, He's good when enough? you are a freshman All-American, a true freshman All-American, you are now on the radar for scouts. I don't care, P5, P6, 8G, 7s, whatever the case is, you will be on the radar for NFL scouts. You look at all the Reynolds, right? Yeah. Same thing. A lot of them started their freshman year, played, you know, played the rest of the four years. Matt, Lance, all those guys. All at NFL Pub. Also, Morgan Bailey, Women's Hoops, WCC Player of the Week. Killed it last week. Wins over Weber State and Utah, 23 points a game. Had 38 against Weber State. She was fantastic. Yeah, you heard what Coach JJ said. She, when she turns it on, she turns she it on. Throw Bailey's knees, man. She knows what's up. That's right. Coming up, Blaine Fowler on the Tyler Haas injury and Sean Olmstead of the women's volleyball team as they prepare to leave for Oklahoma City. Today, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow the, follow the show on Twitter, huh? At BYU Sports Nation. Coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, BYU Sports Nation live from Miami. It's going to be awesome. If you're in the area, you're traveling to the game, whatnot, come hang out. We're going to stay at the BYU Hotel, I believe the Lowe's Hotel on South Beach. Uh, and then Monday we'll be at Marlins Park, so... Hope it rains. Big stuff happening. I'm sorry. Thank you for that. I said it out loud. Thank you for that. I thought out loud. What a what a kind soul you are. I'm just playing, man, kind of. Yeah, BYU Sports Nation <laughs> live from Miami should be a lot of fun. Our Twitter question, how does BYU Hoops replace Tyler Haas production? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Big Uncle Pooh, Anson Winder, Chase Fisher needs to be consistent. Skyler needs to get and stay hot. It really, It's really going to be... 
I don't think many people are are looking to the front court. It's the back court. Yeah, obviously that's where Tyler plays, but that's where the scoring comes from on this team. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, you know what? T- to me, to me, I, I, I'm now that I think about it more and more with with answers. Anson stepping it up, right? Maybe he's answer winder. Answer. I think Ooh, you just stumbled onto something. One. I, that's when the great things happen when you stumble upon things. Um, I, I think answer uh, <laughs> is going to step it up, but he was always he, he's always been. Uh, that production off the bench, right? So when you when you when you can when you want somebody, you can go to Anson, and, and he plays. I mean, he, he plays starting minutes, uh, but with him starting, who then do you go to? That's kind of my uh, yeah. Where does your bench that's, scoring that's where come I, from? Yeah, that's where I am at right yeah. now. By the way, coming up, we'll talk to Paula CK. Practice just ended for BYU. Paula CK coming up in just a moment at Graham Orm. How about some better team defense to replace Tyler Haas' lost production? Didn't coaches say that was the focus preseason? That is a great point. That's a great point. You you don't have to score as much as if you defend a little better. But yeah. look, BYU's calling card, BYU's calling card is offense. That's yeah. what they're going to beat you on offense. That, that, that's exactly right. I mean, and play good enough defense. Is right. The idea. Right. De- decent defense, but I'm going to outscore you because uh, better offense uh, is uh, you know against good defense is going to win all the time. So. You know, I'm going to go ahead and shoot the ball. And so that's where the focus has to be. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of different other ways. It's a different angle. You know, defense, you know, rebounds, whatever the case is, there's other ways to supplement uh, from having your best player out. But you don't want to do too much when that's the game plan, right? It's, you know, if I don't want to change the way a player uh, plays because of some other factor. You know, I want to go into the game and give them the tools and the resources to be successful. What do you do well? Do that thing well. Right. What do you do well? Exactly. Do that thing well. BYU football practice just ended. Let's bring in Paul Asike, the <laughs> senior running up? back. Paul, how's it going, man? Good, thanks. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm great. Brian Logan's in the house as well. How was practice today? Oh, it was a grind. Uh, end of the season. We're looking forward to it. Just, uh, just battling it through, uh, real physical. It's been getting pretty intense at practice uh, with the defense and the offense. So it's been good. Are you, are you guys smacking each other around? We are, man. There's been there's been a few shuffle scuffles in, in practice, and so it's getting the heat. It's getting the blood while I warmed up for the game. So. <laughs> does it feel <laughs> nice. like Does it feel like August again, where you've had a little bit of a break, and uh, maybe there's some anxiety that's coming out? Yeah, no, I think it is. We yeah, we had a two week break, and so we we, cut, we got back into it this week, and uh, it's just been a it's just been pretty competitive, which is good. Competitive edge. Paula Sike joins us uh, right after practice here on BYU Sports Nation. You're a senior. This is it. This is your last game. What's that like as you prepare for your final go? Man, it's uh, kind of bittersweet, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to the next challenge, and I'm looking forward to finishing it off strong. Um, you know, obviously we're going out to have a good time, but I really want to finish strong um, along with my boys, especially Devin Mahina and, and things like that, who's standing right next to me. I was going to say, he's probably right next to you. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, Devin. Hey, hey Paul. Uh, have you thought about furthering your your football career? Um, yeah, I kind of have actually. In these last these last couple of weeks, um, uh, it's kind of been encouraged to me from coaches and 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 so forth. And so, um, kind of just take it a step at a time, you know, let the dominoes fall a little bit. But uh, I have I've been thinking about it. It's a kind of a decision that me and my my wife have made um, to put it to put effort into that and uh, training for the pro day and stuff. So. Have you heard anything from any feedback from NFL scouts? Uh, yeah, I have actually. Just um, 
pretty much encouraging me to go uh, give it a go that that's that's exactly what I just told you so um <clears throat> you know the opportunity has has risen so um you know I'm going to give it a go nice awesome are are there other uh New Zealanders that have played American football are you are you one of the first um I'm not sure uh well there's there's you know Josh Whoopi um he's one of them too uh, he's on he's over on scout team but yeah um from what I'm aware uh yeah I don't know any other New Zealanders that have Hmm. Uh, is professional rugby in the cards possibly somewhere down the line for you? Possibly. Um, I have I have one more semester of schooling and and then uh, playing the second half of the rugby season uh, next semester, and so that's kind of another uh, alley, I guess. That's that's uh, looming with me. So it's a possible. It's it's I might I might be able to do that. Balasike is on BYU Sports Nation. If I'm not mistaken, you're four for four in rugby national championships. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yep. You could go five for five this nice. year. Yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> what What have you had more attention for? Being a running back on the football team or your hit against that kid uh, for Navy? Um, they kind of associate with each other. I mean, <laughs> I, I, would, I would probably say that the, the rugby hit from Navy. Um, most of the people say Are you that rugby guy that that um that truck, that Navy defender. So, And then they kind of associate it with, wait, hold on, you're one of the fullback running backs for BYU. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they kind of put the pieces together. So, <laughs> you, could, you could send those highlights, your rugby highlights, to NFL scouts. Just, yeah. send, just send that one. That's <laughs> yeah, it. You, don't I, need I, to, I, you had three touchdowns in a game earlier this year. You don't need nope, to send that. Nope, just send the Navy just play. That one that's what I do without pads. Imagine yeah. what I can do with pads. I mean, no, I've met with um like agents and uh scouts who, who actually mentioned that play too. So I mean they're quite they those who are interested in uh representing have kinda aware of that play. <laughs> Absolutely. Paula CK is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh Jamal Williams' mother just weighed in on Twitter. She said, Let's go, Paul. I need you to run those Memphis linebackers over. <laughs> oh, did she? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis seems to have a good defense, Paul. That seems yep. to be the strength. How does the BYU offense plan on attacking that defense? Yeah, definitely. They actually run a really similar defense to uh, our defense, actually. They run a 3-4 and play a lot of zone. And so um, it's going to be a good test for us. Uh, we're kind of used to that because we run, we run uh, our, our offense against uh, our, our defense that runs the same defense. Um, but uh, we're just planning on kind of executing and just catching everything and, and running hard and Kind of that's our uh, motto for this game is just to be physical and finish off the play. Paul, T. John Caroma, uh, uh, it was announced that he was an All-American, uh, freshman All-American. How has it been running behind T. John this year? Oh, man, that guy is awesome. He's brought, he's brought a lot of physicality and um, energy to our offensive line. And uh, there's no surprise in, in him receiving honors and, and – uh, and honorable mentions, but uh, it's been really fun um, blocking next to him and and uh, running behind him because he just he's just physical, you know. He's an absolute beast. So, nah, it's a real privilege to be able to have played played a year behind him. So, Paul, I keep hearing that he's the strongest dude on the team or one of the strongest dudes. Who is the strongest guy on the team? <laughs> um, mate. It depends what what uh what lift you're talking about. If you're talking about squats, it's probably. Um, yeah, either Tijon or or Tuni Kanuch, mm. and then if uh, you're talking about bench, yeah, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. There's there's a bunch of strongest. I don't know who's the strongest, but I would say that he's one of the strongest. Who looks the strongest? <laughs> Who looks the strongest? Um, Tanner Baldry. That Is he standing by you too? No, he's oh, no, okay. Okay, he's not. <laughs> no, he's a, oh. he, he's a uh, defensive lineman, right? Yeah, he's a D, he's a D lineman, but he's just yoked, man. I mean, he's a beast. Riker Matthews looks the strongest. I mean, we have some big dudes, man. And you get to run behind all those right. guys, absolutely. Yeah, no. uh, in six days, Miami Beach Bowl uh, in Marlins Park. Does playing in a baseball stadium uh, last year help you in any way coming into this season, or it's just a field, whatever? Yeah, it's just a field, whatever. Um, it's kind of it's, it's weird how the the, um, the seating is set up, you know, because everyone's mm-hmm. kind of on one side. But um, for the most part, I, I, I don't know if it, uh, for me, at least in my opinion, I don't think it'll help or hurt our performance. It's kind of, we just got to go out there and focus. Playing in Miami uh, with rugby and football, you've been able to travel to some different spots, but this, yeah. is, this isn't a bad way to end your career in Miami, is it? No, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be warm. I mean, the the bowl activities and, and having family and friends there, it's going to be it's going to be really fun, uh, fun way to end the season off. So it's going to be uh that's that's that can be a bad thing, you know. Like there's so much temptation and so many other things, and so we got to keep focused, and that's going to be a, a big challenge for us. Staying focused, yep. Um, that's always tough when you go to the Vegases and the Miamis yeah, of, of yeah, the exactly. world. What what activities are you looking forward to doing the most when you guys um, are out there? I think we're going to a Miami Heat game. Okay, and so uh, we're, we're looking forward. That's where it's one of the biggest activities that um, that I've seen so far that we're doing. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be pretty fun, and just being outside. Uh, our hotel is right at right at, literally right outside the beach, and so it's going to be good to be at a beach again, I guess. Oh yeah, and we'll party <clears throat> with you. BYU Sports Nation is going to be there, Paul. We'll be oh, there uh, awesome. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. So uh, just Jeremy Spencer, though. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Brian's going to hold down the fort back here in uh, Provo. Right. Paul, the the season: uh, four wins, four losses, four wins. Uh, a great turnaround. Uh, you guys figured some things out. Do you have to win the bowl game to feel good about this season, or did you already accomplish something that you feel is going to be good regardless of the result? <laughs> no, that's a good question. I, in my opinion, we have to win for it to for the season to feel to feel like we accomplished something. You know, it's been it's been really good winning these last four games and coming back and kind of turning around from adversity and things like that. But I mean, to me personally, that, that that'll mean uh, not very much if we don't come out with a W this game. I mean, we've like don't get me wrong, we've accomplished a lot and overcome adversity. But uh, in my opinion, I just really want to finish strong and and uh, you know get that come out with that W at the end. Okay, looking for the seventh bowl win in Bronco Mendenhall's. 10 years as a head coach at BYU. Paul, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. I love me some Paul Lasique. That guy's great. I first met him in 2009 when he was just a freshman on the rugby team. He was the best player in the country. I'm glad that he's been able to play football. He's been one of those great stories, kind of the next almost Ziggy where it's like, where did this guy come from? And now he's part of this team. He has been. Ziggy was fifth pick, but you know what I mean. I just feel so much smarter after talking. It's the accent, man. He, he, he'd, be, he'd be really good but in hey, sales. The yeah. day I'm going to see The Hobbit, we talk to a dude from New Zealand. Oh, Perfect. That's a nice connection. Perfect. Coming up, how good is Memphis, and how does BYU beat Stanford and UMass without Tyler Hawes playing Fowler's next? I'm Paul Asike, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerome Jordan, B-Lo in the house. Follow the show on Twitter. At BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we mentioned 
Bureau Sports Nation t-shirts. We had a contest. There was uh, the blue goggle version or the Got Karma on the back. We have a winner. And we're, and we're Gemro. getting you know, enrollment to, to buy that. It's the blue goggle, blue goggle one. Alert. It's the blue, blue goggle, goggle alert. I like this one, man. I like the blue goggles. For the TV viewers, got BYU Sports Nation on the front. Good. And then blue goggles on the back. So you can go to BYUTVSports.com slash swag. BYUTVSports.com slash swag. Right now, sign up. You can get your T-shirt. I think it's 20 bucks. About we, 20, we sell 50 about of them, then they print them. Yeah. Gonna go ahead. We need 50 people. That, once we get 50, 50 people. We print it. Hey, can I borrow uh, twenty dollars? Uh, <laughs> we'll talk after. I, hey, I'm not an athlete anymore, man. I can take. <laughs> I can take these benefits. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, interesting comments from Paul Asike a minute ago. Uh, he is indeed going to pursue professional football he's going to train for pro day yeah that's exciting man it's ex- it's exciting to see how this is his third year you know playing football uh and the potential he has and it's exciting to see the scouts know that as well as a fullback you know as a fullback right you'd that's think right. right well i mean he can catch he can do all kind of things man i mean it's it's he, he would be good on the nfl team absolutely let's bring in blaine fowler and get his take on this uh just talk to paul Asiga. does paul have a chance at the nfl blaine in your opinion oh yeah he he's in the NFL, there's so much two-back stuff, and, uh, and he's such a physical player. I think that there's always a role for a fullback in a lot of the offenses in the NFL. There's, you know, there, there are some more spread-like offenses in single-back, but the majority of the teams in the league play two-back sets, and, uh, and they have a fullback. And I, I think he fits in really well right there. Let's talk about Tyler Haas before we move on to the Miami Beach Bowl. Uh, Andy Katz coming out and saying, Dave Rose told him uh, that it's a bad ankle sprain and that Tyler won't probably won't be back. They're hoping uh, for Gonzaga. That means Stanford and UMass without Tyler Haas. How does BYU win those games without Tyler and Nate Austin? Well, I, so th- that's the big thing is it's a combination of the two. You know, people forget that, that Tyler also is a pretty solid rebounder. He's almost five rebounds a game. And then you add Nate's five and a half, six rebounds a game. That's ten rebounds. And 27 points combined that BYU's got to figure out. And, and you can't expect one guy to do that. It needs to be by committee. And so to me, like Fisher, Winder, Collinsworth, those guys all need to score three or four more each. So instead of averaging in that 12 and 13 range, they all need to average 16, 17 during Tyler and Nate's absence. They just have to. But, but that still doesn't make up the gap. So now you have to have guys that have been coming off the bench and maybe underperforming in terms of points really pick it up. Skylar Halford averaging 4.7 a game. I think he needs to get up close to double figures during the Astros. He needs to be 9 or 10 points a game. And they've gotten very little point production out of that front line and maybe as a percentage the front line does a little. You know, we saw Nielsen, Isaac Nielsen play well the other day. You know, maybe he needs to score 3 or 4 more a game and they get a little bit of production out of Kafusi and Worthington. So, so to me, this isn't hey, is Chase Fisher now going to score replace Tyler scoring and score 25 a game. I don't think that's the solution. I think the solution is six or seven guys scoring anywhere from four more a game, you know, down to three more a game, and then a combined effort in rebounding the basketball. And that's how you have to do it. Because nobody, they're not going to run a bunch of stuff for somebody else like they ran for Tyler Haas. Right. So more guys are going to have to contribute. Uncle B, the, the obvious choice. Why <laughs> Uncle B. Uncle B, that's our uncle, man. That's the hey. I am Brian's uncle. Yes, you're my, you my uncle. That is hey, not a scientific he me, fact. He taught me how to tie no, my tie. No, it is a scientific fact. Excuse Here's me. the thing. 
You talk to Polynesian kids and you say, hey, do you know such and such? They go, Sorry, yeah, are you Polynesian? Cousin. Yeah, he's my cousin. No, but Brian and I are uncle and, ne- and he's my nephew. That's right. And if all, if all those Polynesians are related, then Brian and I are related. That's right. We, we all came, so you tell them, uncle, we all came from one person. You know, yes, you, we did. We all came from Adam, so we're we're, all, we're, we're, that's right. We're all children of our Father in Heaven, and Brian is my nephew. That's, Absolutely, that's right. So anyway, thank you for that lesson. Any, anyway, let's get back to it. You, <laughs> you and I can talk, Uncle. Uh, Anson, Anson seems like the obvious choice to to replace Tyler and starting. Do you think this moment is too big for him, or do you think he can he can take care of it? I'll tell you what. I think Anson has been one of the real solid players, and most maybe with the exception of Tyler, the most consistent player this season for yes. BYU. Um, he comes in and gives him a scoring punch. Here's the thing that you lose, though. When Anson's coming into the game, he's coming fresh off the bench. He's got fresh legs. Yes. And he's coming in at the same time when either the starters for the other team are starting to wear down, mm-hmm. and he's matching up with twos. Well, he's better than everybody else's twos, right. way better than everybody else's twos. So it's a, it's a little different role. I think he's absolutely up to the task. And like I said, I don't think that Anson needs to go. Right now, Anson's averaging 13.4 a game off the bench. I don't think he needs to score 24. He doesn't need to replace. Um, but I do think that Anson needs to get up in that 17-point-a-game range, at least while Tyler's out. If, if they're going to have a chance against these teams that they play in the next little bit, because um, these are quality. They have three straight quality, quality basketball teams that they're playing. So I, I really think that Chase Fisher, Anson, and Kyle, and Kyle Collinsworth all need to average around 17 a game during this time, during the absence. And then, and I think Halford needs to pick it up. And I think, and Bartley needs to contribute more than you know. Bartley could certainly bring them. Now he's got to become Anson. Yeah, he's got to be the guy coming off the bench. And instead of giving him 1.6 a game, he needs to give him eight or nine a game. So maybe that's where the biggest gap is made up. Is that is that is that Frank comes in and has a big impact off the bench. Blaine Fowler's on BYU Sports Nation. Let's transition to football and the Miami Beach Bowl coming up in six days at Marlins Park. Watch Countdown to kickoff on Monday to get ready for that. Uh, BYU in Memphis. Looking at Memphis yesterday, I was a little deceived by their nine wins. <laughs> they did not, uh, due to the schedule, uh, they did not play East Carolina or UCF, and they lost to Houston. So they're one of the top five teams. They only beat one of the top five teams, and that was Cincinnati. In the American. Yet they're kind of sneaky good. I'm not sure exactly what to think of them, but to me, Blaine, I don't think they're as good as maybe people think they are. Everybody's hanging their head on their quality losses, right? So their three losses UCLA. are quality losses. Right, they lose to UCLA 35-42. So they scored some points against UCLA, and we all know that nobody in the Pac-12 can defend to save their life. Right. right? <laughs> Ole Miss is <laughs> well, well, I'll take that back. Stanford can. That's the only team that can, but they are awful on offense. So, um... So they, they get in a high-scoring game and lose to UCLA. They lose to Ole Miss 24-3. Respectable. I mean, Ole Miss is really good this yep. year, but maybe not as good as we thought they were at the beginning of the year. They're still a top-15 team. And then the Houston thing, 28-24. So people look at it and go, wow, you know, they only have three losses, and they're three kind of quality losses. But I have a hard time finding quality wins yes. on that schedule, right? Cincinnati and, and so, is the only one. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, on paper, defensively, they look really good, especially against the run. Um, you know, at any time as a team, you can you can give up less than four yards a carry. They only give up 3.6 yards per carry at 125 yards a game. And, and their scoring defense has been stellar, 17.1. And in spite of the fact they gave up 42 to UCLA and 28 to Houston. So they've been really good in these other games. 
the hard part is knowing how good that competition was. So right. on paper, they look like a, a, a nice, balanced team offensively. Not overwhelming, but solid. And they look really, really good defensively. And the one thing they do, we do know is that their quarterback, Paxton Lynch, is, is solid. Yep. And uh, he, he makes good decisions. He's got 18 touchdowns and just six interceptions. He's thrown for over 2,700 yards. This team throws for over 200 yards. So, so it's this nice, balanced team. He spreads the ball around to multiple receivers. And so I think it is a challenge. And I think that they think they're good. I think Memphis, as a team, they're coming into this game thinking they're good. And we heard from Bronco when he came back from the press conferences that sense of confidence from their coaches, like their coaches think they're good. That's a, that's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing to tell your team to get a motivated, but it's a good thing if you're bringing a team in and that team thinks they're good because they're going to play loose, they're going to play with confidence. And so regardless of what that schedule is, um, this Memphis team thinks they're a good team and think that they're better than BYU and they can beat them. So for BYU, I think it's paramount that they get off to a good start and they punch this Memphis team right in the mouth right in the first quarter. I think that's important. Let's finish with this. Paula Sique just joined us on the show and said, we definitely have to win against Memphis to feel like we've accomplished something. What do you think of that? Oh, I agree. I, you know, we talked about how big that Cal game was. And because of that four-game losing streak, then um, BYU comes back and it's like, okay, we really don't have an opportunity to prove ourselves until the Cal game to show that our defense has been fixed. And all along we felt like the offense, once Christian Stewart settled in, I, mean, I think everybody would agree that this is a pretty solid offense. Wouldn't we agree with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. But, but they, the defense played well against Cal. So there's one game. And you're going, okay, that was a quality offense. The defense made big plays when they had to. This is another solid offense. I, I think especially from a defensive standpoint, for us all to leave this season and go, you want to know what? You had a struggle. It was due to injuries, but they fixed it. I, and, and, and take that really positive note, they fixed it. And now it's on to great things next year. I think they need to win against Memphis. If they don't, we're going to go, ah, uh, that was an okay season. If, if they beat Memphis, we're going to go, wow, in light of all the injuries, that was a pretty remarkable season. And I hate to put that much swing one way or the other based on one game, but I do think it either puts an explanation, exclamation point on the season as it, boy, they really turned this thing around, or, eh, well, they got a little better, and this was a disappointment of the season. Is that, is that putting too much on one game, guys? I don't know. No, no, I feel the same. I, I, abs- I agree. I absolutely I agree do, Blaine. And you can catch Blaine on Countdown to Kickoff next Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on BYU TV. Blaine, appreciate the time. All right, boys. All right, Uncle. Have a good one. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see you next week, nephew. All right. <laughs> next Tuesday, by the way, is a busy day for Dave and Blaine. They're going to they're gonna host BYU Sports Nation on Tuesday the 23rd. Nice. They're going to call the BYU... UMass game at 2 Eastern. And then they're going to... Then we got AFR. Then do AFR that day. It's going to be a fun day. Triple header? Triple header. It's going to be great. Coming up, the Olmstead Tournament stash is in studio. How did BYU get into the Final Four? And then how did they beat Texas on Thursday? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're just nine days away from Christmas. Fantastic. I guess eight nine if you, days? Cr- Christmas Eve is like, sort of like Christmas. It's like Christmas. Yeah, yeah it's like that you, day. you stay up. Do you still stay up all night and then wait till 12 o'clock and they open your presents? 
Uh, probably won't this year. I'll be in Phoenix. I'll see what my mom has in store for us. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's like I the, have a kid now, so it's different. Yeah, the older you get, the less presents you get. Yeah, I know. You know? That's just the way it is. Yeah, it's like Speaking of presents, BYU Sports Nation is going to be in Miami starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. If you're near the Lowe's Hotel on South Beach, come hang out. We'd love to meet you. We got, we're taking some swag. We're going to hand out some swag. Some swag bags, no less. If so I come hang out. If you, come bring, if you bring me, then you really got the swag. You really that's, the swag that's exactly right. You bring the swag <laughs> on this show. That's exactly right. Speaking of swag, BYU women's volleyball in the Final Four, and a man who never disappoints in his attire is on BYU Sports <laughs> Nation, Sean Olmstead. Congratulations on the Final Four. And Thank what you. the heck are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a deal with Spencer, and it's so I'm sure my phone's going to start blowing up at any second when he sees this. But I went uh, Stetson and all. I didn't go low-key. I went to the, to the nines, and uh, I made a deal, and I, I'm going to keep my word. And well, so what there, was the deal? I, told, he, he, I kept coming with a different hat, and he said, if you go to the Final Four, you better be wearing a cowboy hat. I said, deal. And, and there it is. Cowboy hat so on. there it is. Nice with the with the pink with the pink neon. Yeah, there's always, no, that's, that, that's a little out of place, but you no, know, no, that, that's expected. I like it though. That's the that's the swag. <laughs> I, right I do there. like the shirt. I, I do. Like I agree. How, okay, the stash is looking Final Four ready. It, it it's uh, it feels ready. It's uh, <laughs> it, it feels calm, comfortable, kind of just cool and collected. And so, like you uh, guys played. Yeah, and uh, and and every once in a while, you know, I, I get some cheese and and whatever, you know, the the meal Midnight of the day. Snack, yeah. yeah, it's uh, I find it the next morning. You, you know? have a, a grooming kit like a shampoo and <laughs> did you did you have to buy like a trimming kit or did you have one? <laughs> no, I I don't have any of that. I maybe that, I should. Now hold on, that's pretty the, amazing. The, for you to have that, it must be quote well groomed. That's right. Uh, well, is it, this well groomed? Well, I, I will. I, right after we won that match, the one, of the first, is watching. one of the first emails I got was from the president saying, <laughs> "I'm packing my bags for OKC. Don't expect me to grow a mustache, but I think it looks great and keep it going." That was from President. <laughs> when Worthen. was that? That was right after the match. Right after the right after, right after, the, the right after we, we won the match against Nebraska. So, you, so that, that is the and Vice approval. President Richardson flew out just for that match against Nebraska with his wife. So they were there with us in the locker room. So I full I awesome. believe that I am on nice. a approved and uh, approved. ready to go. The Olmstead Tournament Stash. You guys have called it OTS. That's actually a TV term for over the shoulder, over the shoulder. So that's a thing that is used. So when you said OTS, I was extremely confused. I believe we prepared something for the TV thing. Okay, yeah, that is an OTS. This is an OTS. <laughs> also, what you have is an OTS. Is an OTS. Is an OTS. Congratulations. Uh, the, the, st- the stash will travel to Oklahoma City. You play Texas. Before we talk about Texas in the Final Four, I sent out a couple of vines that got a little bit of traction that were fun. Let's yeah. talk about those moments with you. One was, it looked like you were trying to find someone to hug and went over. What happened there? I, I did. And I mean, uh, who would hug a guy with this? You know, I, I mean, my own wife won't even hug my kids. I walk home and I've been gone on the road, you know, like four or five weeks straight. And they're just, who is this guy? It gets worse and worse. And so um, as your team gets better and better, and, it gets and the worse. girls, they just thought it was the funniest thing on our team. And, and looking back, I mean, it's hilarious. I, I didn't know that moment happened, but yeah, literally nobody wanted. It's like Tom Brady on the sidelines. If he would have shaved his mustache, you know, he wouldn't be so creepy and we, we would have gave him a hug. <laughs> it, it definitely looks like a creepy guy looking, looking for some love. You said it. Uh, there's, there was also a moment where you, you, became, uh, you were celebrating and you went from 100 to 0 on the excitement scale as you touched the stash as a point of reference, and got real calm for the handshake to make sure you were a good sport, 
What, yeah. what happened then? I, I mean, again, I, th- there was absolutely no thought in that. I mean, I think, I think very <laughs> highly of John Cook. You know, my own assistant, you guys don't even know, she's, Heather spent time last spring a whole week at Nebraska really? watching okay. them train. And well, so thank it was goodness funny it was before, Nebraska. Well, yeah. yeah, no, and funny, before the match, we're talking, John Cook and I were talking, and I, he said, how's your sister? I said, great, thanks for letting her come out. And he kind of nudges me on the shoulder before the match and says, yeah, well, we'll come into your place this spring. And, and, <laughs> um, but, no, I have all the respect in the world. I didn't I didn't know what I was doing but we were excited celebrating and uh you know just had to get back into the moment and 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 tell them that you know they did have a great season and and do my best to to be a great sport and uh and also be excited for my team you know there was an exciting moment for all those kids that was the right move it was just so fast I think that's 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 what was funny today 1 45 p.m uh, right yeah. Outside the Smithfield House, yeah. there's a send-off. Yeah, that's uh, what I've heard. Yeah. So, so BYU fans, if you're in the area, you want to send the team off 145 outside the Smithfield House. This week is finals week. How are you managing the final four and finals in the classroom? Yeah, it's it's been really interesting, you know, because uh, we got home at about, I mean, almost 5 or 5.30 Sunday night, and, and there was some girls that were like, I've got a day, because originally we thought, Girls plan on leaving Tuesday morning because the NCAA works with your travel. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of what we had been hearing. And, you know, luckily BYU has been unbelievably helpful and gracious and uh, allowed us to stay a little and give the kids about a day and a half to do finals. But we're also traveling uh, Jim and uh, Brian knows Jim real well. Uh, Hamlin. And so Jim's going to come with us. We just added that yesterday. Mm. Told him, hey, you're coming. There's about six or seven tests that need to be proctored on the road. And so we're going to do our best to get those tests done uh, before Thursday. You know, Thursday is when we're playing. But uh, we got to get that stuff done. Yes, I'm raising my hands right now. Those were the best tests. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. But from Jim. Now, that's good. That's really good from a former athlete to hear that because – you know, final weeks is it's it's really stressful, and I remember when I, when we played bid games, I didn't even want to go to class. I mean, it's mm-hmm. probably bad to say that, so I can only imagine like final fours. If I was you, coach, I'd have been like, "Hey, can we work something out, teachers? Let's can we postpone these yeah. just a little bit?" I, 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 teachers, I don't get involved with teachers because some te- the the professors here have been great. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but some of them can feel like I'm trying to hey give my kids a break or cut yeah. them some slack. And so I, I let, I let Jim, I let Jim and Tom and Janie and those guys work it out down in the academic and Trevor down in the academic yeah, services. They and they do that. a great job. Yeah. And that's why Jim's traveling with us. Yeah. How do you beat Texas? The two seed in the tournament on Thursday. Yeah. You know, I, I I've said along, I said along in this whole tournament, I said, look at physically, you know, you you think about Texas and you think of the physicality yeah. and and the size and the strength of that team. And so I believe that physically, I've said it all year, we can go compete with anybody, and we've shown that. Mm-hmm. And so we've just got to be willing to just grind and understand that, you know, this is going to be a match where at this stage, you know, every touch is going to matter. And we've, we've always said that to our kids, but they're really going to begin to see that. You know, these touches are going to be points. They're going to end up being the, the set, and, and some of them are going to be for the match. And our kids have shown that ability. You know, Sierra Parker made some plays in that match against a Florida State in the fourth set where that she hasn't done all year, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and credit to her that she came through defensively. And so I, I believe we can match up physically. And uh, so, you know, our game plan, our coaches have always had us prepared every single week. I've never questioned that. And so we're going to do the same. 
Well, continue the great work. We continue to give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. Thank continue, you. Take it to Oklahoma City. Came. Yes. We'll, be, mustache, we'll be watching in Miami and all across the country great. and the world for that matter. It's awesome. Thank you guys so High much. High five. <laughs> See, I'm not holding your hand, man. He was ready for it. He was ready to hold hands. I'm not holding your hand. Good luck in Oklahoma City. He thinks it's oh, weird. Come on, well. Cowboy hat and everything. Spencer wasn't here to see it. I'm sure he's watching, though. He's having a good time. How does BYU Hoops replace Tyler Haas production? Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in. Coming up, who gets today's rising <laughs> shot? Stop trying to hold my hand, man. <laughs> Gotta finish it. Sean Olmstead's selfie game still on par. We'll be back in a moment. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan wrapping things up here on a Tuesday. Great to see Sean Olmstead. That mustache is looking good. Yeah, man, I, was, I had to ask the as question. A, as a guy who had a mustache, I know you had a mustache. Yeah, that I, thing I looks sh- good. Yeah, I, I had to ask. <laughs> Mine man, was terrible. If he had, yours was good. I liked no, it. No, his his is in it. final four form. Yeah, it really was. Not, is. I was like, do you have conditioner, shampoo? Do you have a mini brush that you brush <laughs> it? There's like no whisker out of place. It was yeah. all perfect. That was really good. Today's rise and shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Let's go with Tijon Karoma, true freshman All America team, according to ESPN. And Morgan Bailey, the WCC Player of the Week. Twitter question today, how does BYU Hoops replace Tyler Haas' production? At Speedy Sunshine, bring Christian Stewart over from the football team! <laughs> okay, when BYU He's went 1-25 in 1996, they brought John Moala, a tight end, over from the football team. They, they were that desperate. Wow. A la Bronson Kafusi. But John Moala, I believe, started. Wow. It was bad. That was that bad, huh? Do you know the only team BYU beat that year? Nope. Utah State. What's up, Eddie? Nice. Hey, thanks to Blaine Fowler, Sean Olmstead, and Paula Sika, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show's on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Chelsea Goodman. It's been a nice nine days, man. I'm you really had sad. quite the run. It was I a did. Cal Ripken type I run on this program. I did have a good run. Was it man. nine straight days? I, yeah. Had my That's amazing. My electric lights, my pickle juice, my gushers. I was ready. Not all that mixed together, though, please. <laughs> Spencer will be back tomorrow. The hashtag Logan Takeover was awesome. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio.